Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm a little discombobulated at the moment, but uh, hang on, too many things happening. One phone's going off, the other one is... Listen, I want to apologize for... um, the show yesterday ending, uh, much to my dismay, uh, about half hour in, we simply lost um, the connection, and um, I'm sorry about that, uh, but we should hope to do better today. Uh, I think Susan would be on the other end. Hello, Suze. Hello. Hi. So yesterday I was babbling around, and, and uh, I, I was told that um, he didn't, nobody could hear me. Uh, it just just happened. So I just want folks to know. I don't know if we've figured out what that was, but uh, we'll hope it doesn't happen today. Yeah, let us know if anybody can hear us. Well, I'm sure they can today. Don't say that because I'll get 5,000 emails. Okay, don't let I, us know. Don't let us know. But if all of a sudden we stop, you can let us know. Um, okay, so did you watch... I did. And did not like only it? did I watch, <laughs> I was entertained. I did yeah, like it. Yeah. I liked now, it much better, actually. Yeah, I did too. But what I want to know is what, on what station did you watch? Well, I was, okay, I was a little blue that because I'm from, uh, I, we are so old that we're back from the day when that's, it, it would be on every network. Right. And so. it it wasn't. So I was watching on MSNBC. But then at the very end when Billy Porter was doing his thing, they cut it off. So I had to go. I went to the uh, I went to the DNC channel and watched the end of it over there. Yeah. Well, this is what I wanted to suggest, because I did some of that, too. I started I was on CNN and then I thought, wait a minute, because all of these networks do what they always do, which is try to, you know, interpret what you're seeing, folk, you know, get their own folks in to yak and and talk. And um, I thought, no, I want to see what has been put out there by the party. And so I just went to C-SPAN, which would be the same as I'm going to the Democratic Convention site. Right. Right. C-SPAN. And that is the way to watch this because well, I, I, will, you, I will say MSNBC did not interrupt until the very end. They didn't they just, no, they did not say a word. I just they, watched the convention, but at the end they, they cut away instead of letting Porter, uh, do his thing, uh, do his thing. And I was, I went, Oh no, you don't. And I just went <laughs> running. So I, so I didn't miss him because he was very good. Yeah, he usually is. Um, I didn't actually. I didn't see Porter myself. I just sort of fell asleep. It's again hard. It's you know, it's um, getting to my be- beyond my yeah, bedtime. Yeah, it's very hard. It was. It would. It would have been hard on me. You know, I think they could have asked the the poor people in California to watch earlier instead of always making us watch later, or just watch it delayed if they want. You know, but yeah, something like that. But I have to say that. Just the little things that um, you know you would you would miss. The, 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 I thought it was really 
well done. Now, you know, I thought there were a few things I'd say, no, get rid of that. But there what I really enjoyed it more than a regular. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought, and, you know, I... In the beginning, I couldn't figure even figure out who Eva Longoria was because it didn't occur to me that she would be there, you know. Um, yeah. But I thought, you know, given that that's how they were going, you know, hosting it as they were hosting it, um, she did a fine job, you know. They just needed a good reader uh, who, yeah, who I, could I, read with empathy and compassion, and she did that well. Yeah. I do have to say the commingling, you know, I'm a little – the commingling – of yeah. you know celebrity of entertainment, entertainment of world with but let's be honest i mean that commingling is a reality well and um, the other thing is yeah she's also um very much an a activist. very active uh, yeah. she's an activist she really is i yeah. mean she sort of earned her stripes there right but you know they'll be different someone different tonight i forget who and someone different, but some of it I thought was a little clunky. Um, but overall, the problem is, is if this is the way we're going to go, we get reduced in some ways to which party has the better uh, television producer. Oh well, and you know, I don't know what we're going to do because the RNC just landed the McCluskeys. Those are those horrible people from St. Louis with the guns. Yeah, they're speaking at the RNC. <laughs> fine. So I think we're fine. <laughs> God almighty. Well, I there's mean, two realities. St. Louis's humiliation is now complete. <laughs> That's oh, all my I have to God. Say. My God. <laughs> so... I don't know if I'm up for watching four nights of this, though, I'll tell you that. Um, well, I don't know that I'll sit through all of it. I thought last night was really I uh, was really quite moving. Um, I started crying the minute I saw Michelle Obama. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and I was a little irritated at myself. I said, just wait. Just wait for her to actually start talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was on the verge of tears for a lot of the night, and it was really because I was just being reminded that we are not a country of nincompoops, that we do have people that care about us and our country and the world and each other, and that it doesn't have to be like this. Uh, and then, and then, you know, I found Kasich and Whitman and uh, I'm blanking on the other on the third Republican that that showed up at the convention. I thought that was also. Uh, obviously extraordinary, but I thought they did really. I thought Kasich d delivered a wonderful speech. Molinari, right? Molinari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman, but then there's another guy. I don't know. Um, yeah. But let's remember, you know, Kasich uh, is, I mean, he is like, uh, he makes my skin crawl. But I understand why they did that whole segment that you know just pulling telling republicans it's okay that this is important we got to get rid of trump um but you know he's a his uh the thing is is who, how many republicans watched see this is the thing that i was th thinking the whole time i'm watching big deal yeah. you know they had my vote three years ago uh you know so i who else 
was actually well, watching. Well, I think conventions are often meant to rouse the troops. So they're not, they're, the expectation that the other people are watching is not always, you know, there. Um, are you going to be able to watch? I mean, I don't know. You going to watch the Republicans? I mean, no. the, well, but you know, curiosity uh, might might make you do so. I don't know. Well, I don't I know might, if I'm. I I would see in that case because because I have a limited uh, ability to watch ninety eight percent of them without uh, the nausea factor rising immediately. Right. And and so I would rather watch a curated view of the low spots. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I might do that for some of these nights. I have to tell you the lineup tonight is are not my favorite people. So I I I wouldn't necessarily want to Is Clinton on tonight? Why are they having Clinton? What I want to know is is Hillary Clinton ever speaking? I don't think so. I think Bill's speaking. Now, just stop and think about that. Because I, all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute, is Hillary Clinton given any time at this convention because for her not to be is really pretty astonishing. She being our last um, our last candidate for president. So I see that tonight John Kerry, uh, failed uh, candidate, is is speaking. Uh, Bill Clinton is speaking. Uh, Jill Biden, who's always left me cold, is speaking. Um, I don't know. Not my favorite folks. But how would you not let Hillary speak? Yeah, she is speaking. Yeah, thank you. Uh, one of the nights, not tonight. Yeah, not tonight. Who is no, she has the to. Democratic National Convention? Barack, Michelle, Hillary, and Bill. Yeah, will all they have, have to. prime time speaking slots. Yeah, you 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 cannot do that. You cannot. Uh, diss her like uh, like that, but um, in some ways, my sense is I just want the Clintons to go away. Frankly, they exhausted me. I thought that was the yesterday. You were an Oshkosh, and he drew a mighty crowd of a hundred people. Was it just at the airport there? Yep, yep. A hundred people who he told. Yeah. Who he told, I couldn't believe this. I mean, I'm sure he said this a million times, but there's something so chilling uh, about just flat out seeing it. Quote, he said in Oshkosh, the only way we're going to lose this election is if the election is rigged. Remember that. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know he's doing it. Oh, but so... If there's 35, 40% of Americans I know. who believe him, he is telling them that yeah, if and he will loses, be willing to pick up arms against us when we've yeah, stolen their election. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. It's un. That brings me to this fascinating, scary piece. In today's New York Times, she says that. Um, this bipartisan group of, you know, smart people, uh, former government officials, political uh, professionals, journalists, lawyers, people like that, they got together 
to do a war game scenario of what could go wrong right. about the 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Says with a high degree of likelihood that this election will uh, result in a chaotic legal and political fight that it is likely that Donald Trump will contest the result in both legal and extra legal means. And that we have to be ready for uh, this. So one of their scenarios is uh, that if in fact he's defeated, would he federalize the National Guard to stop the counting of the mail-in ballots? In other words, if the the votes that are in on election night already right. have him losing. Um, um, and they say that every time they played one of these scenarios out, the Department of Justice, Bill Barr, had a big role to play. Mm. That's not good. Mm-mm. Um also, state officials had a big part to play. So you see this again, this division with maybe, you know, uh, blue states uh, saying one thing, red states uh, saying another. Right. But the other thing they found and a factor they threw in was the willingness of we, the people, to take to the streets. Yep. Now, but Suze, you just said a minute ago that his folks would be quite willing to take to the streets with their guns. So imagine us pouring out into the streets and he, his people pouring out into the streets. Um, <laughs> I have boxing gloves. <laughs> uh, and they point out, you know, other things. That, you know, remember the 2000 election, who can forget, uh, which uh, the Supreme Court uh, decided. Um, And Al Gore, you know, you know, did what honorable people have always done in our, he stepped away. He said, okay, I'm out of here. Um, But do you remember that when they were still trying to count those ballots in Florida, that a mob of Republicans, guys wearing suits, literally stormed uh, one of the counting locations, physically stormed it. So in 2000, you had Republicans ready to show muscle like that. And in fact, they stopped it. You know who was was, uh, one of the by the way, in charge of what was then called the Brooks Brothers uh, riot. Guess who was in charge of that? Uh, DeSantis. Roger Stone. Oh, of course it was Roger Stone. Yeah, of course it was Roger Stone. Okay, DeSantis was probably one of the guys banging on the doors. So, anyway, I just leave you with this. Um God, the possibility of a major 
confrontation in the streets is um, possible. Uh, the prospect is, um, I know, a source of terror and dread, but it must be considered. And here is the guy who headed this project. It's called, the, again, bipartisan. It's called the Transition Integrity Project. And he said, quote, the depressing overall thrust of our exercises ended up being that if the Trump campaign is in fact truly determined to stay in power no matter what, and is willing to be absolutely ruthless about it, it's hard to know what would stop that. And then she went on to say, now Biden, of course, could call a press conference, but Donald Trump could call up the 82nd Airborne. Yep. And then the final thing they leave us with is the only thing left is what pro-democracy movements and human rights movements around the world have always done, which is take to the streets, sustained, mass, peaceful demonstrations. Um, and this is right there in the New York Times today. Get ready. Okay, so now that I've thoroughly, like, I've, I've made... I actually stopped people. reading those kinds of things because... <laughs> I because you know it's like it's it's the same thing as watching horror movies which I have never enjoyed you know yeah. I yeah. I I don't need other people's help scaring myself to death no but I but when the people who are scaring come with those kind of uh, you know bona fide yeah yeah and and I did not know about this war gaming thing that went on so it, you know I think it's it, it's good to know it is, um, and be prepared for it. Yeah, and be prepared for it. Well, that's why I now I have practiced eye gouging and um, actual Jesus. boxing of ears, which is not a fist. It's clapping your meaty palm, a part of your fist. Of you your, told of me your this palm. the yes. other night. Yes, and, and then like a plunger, you can pull out their eardrums, and then and then and Susan. then you gouge them in the eye, and then or you pull their head forward and start kneeing them. Oh, it feels so good, dear sister Lynn. You bought this guy for me. Well, because I know you're filled with so much hostility, rage, and potential violence that it would be a good way to get it out. <laughs> Little did I know. Well, I'm just in training for Little a Little did I know program. how excited you are. So, so much that this is the second time you brought up eye gouging and, and you know, like just well, it's because, their ears. Well, because I also learned how to do the chokehold, but I can't figure out how to say, excuse me, sir, would you quietly just turn around for a second and not move. <laughs> <laughs> so I could get my my beefy bicep around your neck. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> God almighty. All right, it seems to me that we need a little bit of a, a respite here. Uh, so I've got my science story of the day. This oh. is mind-blowing. Okay. Okay. This has to do with sex in the um, sex in the deep ocean. 
the the mating uh, ritual of the angler fish, and uh, these are not pretty fish. They're scary looking, and they live way, way down in the you know inky deep sea world. So here's what happens: the male, um, the male who sometimes live their entire lives without ever finding a female, sad. But the men, the men, the males spend their lives desperately looking for a female. And when they find a female, who, by the way, could easily be 60 times his size. So imagine the female is this like whale, huge, and he's like a minnow. And he finally sees her. Ah! And he makes a, a run right at her belly. And he grabs her belly in his mouth. Well, just a little piece of her belly in his mouth. And then his mouth dissolves in a sludge of chemicals that physically fuse him to his bride. Yuck. I know! <laughs> Forever commingling his blood and his tissues with hers. It is grotesque, and it's called sexual parasitism. So... Some of these guys, I call that an unhealthy relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens is these little guys are grabbed onto her, right? And melt into her in part and become, as this piece says, the ultimate live-in boyfriends. And after these males glom onto the female, it gets worse. Their insides rapidly atrophy until little more is left of them than a bulbous pair of testes fringed with gills. Yeah, that sounds about beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they become a bulbous pair of testes fringed with gills protruding from the female's body like a sperm-filled saddlebag. Numb. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I... And, get this, um, females of some uh, anglerfish species uh, will have up to eight males dissolved into them um, you know, they'll be swimming around with like eight huge bulbous testy pairs uh, fringed with gills. That's a highly successful woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, if you want to see a I'm looking at a picture. I'm looking at a picture. Oh, God in heaven. So, I mean, you know... Homo sapien males do not have a clue 
how good they've got it. Right? Yeah. They I don't have no, I was known to cook for my husband. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't have to like literally for one for one uh, one night stand have to literally give their lives essentially become nothing more than a, a a an appendage a testicular appendage jesus you always love me for my testicles <laughs> god so i had to share that cuz that's just too good um all right well that was fun do you have a good obit for us no, I don't. No good old bits yeah. today. No, all um, the good old bits are just railings about uh, Trump. You know, that. Yeah. Well, like you know, the woman who was on the convention last night. Mm-hmm. She said, "My father's only precondition, pre, you know, precondition was pre-existing condition was he trusted Donald Trump, and he's dead." Wow. So anyway, uh, a little closer to home, Suze. I just have to, uh, this has to do with something I was talking about yesterday, um, and it's local. But there was a uh, you know, protest march uh, on Saturday in which a uh, protest marshal was seen on, on camera um, literally being snatched off the street by armed armed three armed plainclothes guys who throw him into a van and speed away plucked him right off 5th avenue here and it was you know eerily reminiscent of what we saw and heard about in portland, portland. with the feds yeah. right yeah so all hell breaks loose. The mayor on Saturday night says he saw the video and he was very uncomfortable looking at it, which is a bit of a tepid reply. And then they had a news conference on Sunday um, in which the mayor again said similar things. And then all hell just kept breaking loose. Uh, and the mayor released another statement yesterday saying he had looked at the at all of the video again plus apparently one of these guys who snatched the snatched the protester had a body camera on so he saw that as well and then the mayor pronounced himself livid and said that this will never happen again uh, the district attorney refused to bring charges. He says there's no way this guy should have been snatched like that. What he was charged with is really just a summary offense. It should never have blah, 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 blah. So everybody has like turned on the cops for this. Uh, but it took a little while for but the so mayor. Why, but ex- okay, but, so I'm just left with the, let's go back to the beginning. Why did so, they do it? Why would they do that? They did it because their explanation is the marchers were um, – it was all about what might happen. They were near where the hospitals in Oakland okay, are. That's, they, that's, what, what part about prior restraint is yeah. do cops not get? 
I don't know. I, you aren't allowed to say, I think you're going to commit a crime. I get to stop you before you do. No, that would be convenient, but no, you don't. Exactly right. And what's even funnier is the cops said they didn't want to create, you know, uh, a situation where uh, that would escalate things. And so they decided to do this strategy, which is uh, supposed to be a low visibility arrest. (laughs) Low visibility arrest. Are you friggin kidding me? So anyway, it show it was a Keystone Cops uh, thing. But um, I just wanted to update the, the mayor seemingly uh, getting uh, more and more freaked out by what he should have been freaked out about the minute he saw it. Um, we have a okay, call. But I mean, all right. Yeah, okay. Right. Caller, hello. Hello, oh, hello Lynn Cohen Live. Hello, Sister Susan. Hello. Uh, quick things. Okay, let's forget about We don't need any obituaries. Let's forget about testicles. Lynn Cullen Live, I want to wish you a happy anniversary. I don't know if you realize this, and I know you never keep track of it, but I have accidentally on my Apple iCal calendar, you know, thing, I have marked every year August 18th was the day that you did your very first show on the City Paper Lynn Cullen Live site. Now, I can't remember. I, I was actually your first caller, which I think was the second day, and then there was the guy from Ca- Cannonsburg. But that's on some hard drive that I have to find. But <laughs> but on my iCal, every year it comes up August 18th. Lynn Cullen will be back on the air. Here's the link, and it's a link to the city paper to your uh, website, which probably doesn't even work now because I don't know how many years ago it was. But anyway, happy anniversary. Well, thank nice. you. And wait a minute. How many years has it been, do you think? Jeez. I don't know. I'm going to have to look back because I think it might have been 2006. Because You're that's kidding. when I think that's the last time I updated my Apple iCalendar. So I think it might have been like 2006 or it could have been 2004. But it was. But it Are was, you it was kidding? 2006. It was so I've been doing this for 14 or 15 or 16 years? Well, you know, there were times when, you know, you took some hiatuses and there were some times when the uh, there were some problems in the uh, so-called quote unquote studios that you were in. (laughs) There were some moves. But no, the initial show, no, the initial show from City Paper was done on this day in, I don't know, 2004 or six. I don't know. Unbelievable. I'll I'll, I'll have to look up an old hard drive. Okay, well, thank you for that. Okay, one other quick thing. Um, I agree with you both. I thought that in these times, uh, convention done the way that they did it, it was much better than having a bunch of people in an arena screaming and clapping for five minutes after every sentence. It was so much cooler. It was so great. I hope they can keep it up all week. And here's my one thought, though. Okay, that was Michelle Obama, the last real first lady that we had. Can you imagine if they have Melania try to give a speech? Well, she'll just steal uh, Michelle's. Well, I was going to say that. Right. Yeah. She's going to try to pronounce the word like I am a black woman. I have some other things to say about uh, Trump, but I'll let you guys go because uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Love you. Best. Bye.
Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, oh, Roger writes, regarding anglerfish relationships and marriages, sounds like mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger, that was good. You won't tell your wife you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God almighty. (laughs) uh, What else I got? Um, Oh, it's one horror after another here. I'm trying to steer clear. Shit. No, it's just like one horror. Oh, Susan, I got one little thing here. And then we'll have to go into the horror parts. Um, so because they did this digital convention, all of the people who would normally – I feel sorry for Milwaukee because that was going I to be – I do, too. Yeah, that would have been a big – It was our moment, our once-in-a-lifetime um, that would have been, um, you know, a, a great uh, infusion economically too into the into the city, and um, it's just uh, too bad. But so a lot of people who would have had jobs because to put on an actual convention, there are so many things uh, that have to be attended to. And I was reading today that one of the things that went the way of you know for the dinosaur because uh, this was almost all digital, is uh, the inflation team, which apparently every convention has had an inflation team. What the hell do you think that is? Uh, It's on the economics. No... Inflation. Don't get hung up on the. Well, so so we're at a racetrack, and no. the people that deal with the tires. Well, you're getting closer. Uh, all uh, <laughs> breast implants. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about yes in putting in butt infl- implants. Inflating round objects, right? Okay. Tires, boobs, yes, and balloons. Oh, the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it took a whole bunch of people who were paid to inflate all those balloons that were always hanging and netting right above the convention. Well, they had an air machine. They weren't exactly sitting around blowing them up. (laughs) Well, right, but still you have to think of all those balloons. Well, what did you think? They came inflated? Uh, No, (laughs) I didn't think that. They have to inflate them. More, oh. even more interesting is think about all the people that are sitting there cutting up all that confetti. <laughs> Jesus, no machines do that. So here, somebody has sent me. Barbara has sent me this. It's, uh, I don't know. It's from some publication, uh, which says Lynn Cullen. It's from March eleventh, two thousand nine. 
Lynn Cullen finds new home on Pittsburgh Radio's evening slot. I did? You never were at night, were you? No, was You'd I? have to wait till drink to drink. That would not have worked. Well, wait, it could have been earlier, like from five. It said I debuted on Whammo, uh, broadcasting from 5 to 7 p.m. I have no memory of that. I mean, I have a memory of being at Whammo for a second or two. Okay, so wait a minute. So if that was in uh, 2009, um, then it's, and that didn't last, and then I went to City Paper. So City Paper, the earliest I could have started City Paper is 2009, that August. So this is only my maybe 11th, right? Well, that makes sense because it's just a six upside down. It's a six upside down. Okay. Whammo. What a joke that was. Okay. (laughs) That was one of those things where they found... The intrepid... The intrepid Lynn Cullen. What is it? She will not be... Uh, and, and she persevered. And yet she yes. persevered. Right. I, all, all efforts to silence me. Right. So, no, whammo, what happened there... Believe me, we've tried. Yeah. What happened there is that I just... Uh, I walked in one day, or I guess one evening... I don't remember it being five to seven. I walked in one evening and um, I was told that I couldn't go into the studio by this guy who looked like a Secret Service agent. And I said, "Uh, what? And he said, the station has been sold. You are to get anything that you have here. I will come with you and... They escorted me out. That had never, I mean, can you imagine finding out? And this is what happened to all the people there. They're just summarily shown the door. And for many of them, unlike me, they'd been there for a long, long time. With no warning or no, how disgusting. Isn't that something? Corporate America. Corporate America, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, wasn't that one of the buyouts the, by the Christian radio stations? Yeah, were, they sold the station to, um, I think it was a something affiliated with the Roman Catholic Church. Whose first thing was to fire everybody involved, yes. Well, I don't know who, no, it would have been fired by the people who owned Whammo, got rid of them, who, by the way, are a prominent black family. In Pittsburgh, Whammo was the black station. I was the only white person on it, I think, at the time. So, yeah, unbelievable. Oh God, you know, I've I've I absolutely forgotten most of my my own history. I don't remember it, and. Um, Somebody, oh, I have an email from, I want to respond to it, from Tom in Penn Hills who said, I saw that the first violent protest of the Vietnam War was in Madison in 1967. 
were you a part of this? <laughs> no. No. I, in 1967, I was a little bit further south at uh, Northwestern uh, University, but I certainly remember um, that. Uh, Our brother was there then. Bill was there, but he wasn't involved in this. This was no. something that happened with a uh, a group of four guys who, who uh, built a bomb and put it in uh, a building on the University of Wisconsin campus that housed uh, something called the Army Mathematics Research Center. And so this was uh, where the Army was doing research involved. You know, these things happen all the time that, you know, the Pentagon has really nice contracts that it, it gives to um, universities to do research. So these guys um, wanted to blow up the Army uh, Research Center. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they did not know that this, this was done in the dead of night, that there was one guy working in the building still, and he was killed. And so, yeah, that was the first big, it was big. You know, years later, um, Eric and I were at, I can't even remember, we were at a probably psychoanalytic convention at a dinner party and met the parents of one of the uh, convicted perpetrators. Uh, he was a high-class professor from someplace. And, well, there was uh, a guy, it was probably David Fine's parents. Yeah, probably. Um, because I ended up sort of getting to know some of these people because I, I later ended up as a reporter in Madison. And when they were caught, one of them is still at large. One was never caught. His name was Leo Burt. And he has never been found. Two were brothers, uh, Dwight and uh, Carl Armstrong. And I later met Carl, who served a long sentence in, uh, in prison. And um, the other one was this, yeah, David Fine, who was a little jerk. I, I interviewed him once. I thought, what, an, what a jerk. Anyway, Carl Armstrong, I did meet. And when the last year I was in Madison, before I came to Pittsburgh, it was 1980, uh, Carl Armstrong, who was believed to be the leader, um, got out of prison. So in 1980, he got out. So he served like 13 years. Mm -hmm. He got out. And I was at um, something where he was going to speak. And he walked into this room of all these lefties and former Vietnam protesters. He walks into the room. I was, I was blown away because the group started applauding him. And he just strode to the front of the room and shut down the applause and said, don't applaud me. I killed a man. 
Good for and I've sort of I've liked him ever since. It's something that just just I mean, he was very compelling that night. Oh God. We've got a call. Hello. 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 Hi. Hey, uh, Hi. you were talking about the National Guard and all that. I now this is this opinion. I personally think that Trump is going to lose so bad he won't have a case to make. I kind of think he might lose some of these southern states, and I think he will not have a case to make. If you just there were some things they written not too long ago about donors. I think only six of the big donors won't even have anything to do with him. The country's sired. The part that was behind him is sired. There's, you have maybe 31% are going to vote for him, but he is gone. I think he's not going to even have a case to even try to make because he's going to lose. So. Well, I'm out to God's ear. I yeah. hope you're right. I hope you're yeah, right, too, I, but I, I'm having a little trouble getting to where you are. Yeah, yeah I, I don't watch all that funny business because they were wrong the last time and i don't pay attention to most of those pundits and all that just got to see what's going on on the background mm-hmm. states and stuff okay so, okay thank you okay thank you. I, I hope right. you're right yeah hope you're right uh oh father joseph writes i think porky chedwick pork the torp was also on whammo during that time i don't believe he was a person no porky chedwick was white um, he wasn't on Whammo when I was there. He was on Whammo a lot earlier. Yeah, I think. But yes, thank you. It's not like I was at the time I was there, which is obviously at the end of Whammo. <laughs> they, um, I was the only white person um, on air that I'm aware of. Uh, I did my show, and then Beverly Smith did her show and uh, she had a huge audience that went well beyond whammo um okay and we have chuck saying if the deluge of biden and trump ads wasn't enough now we're being treated to political ads for sean parnell (laughs) who's running against uh connor lamb i have something on sean parnell did you um this guy is such a creep. Susan, remember Connor Lamb? He was the yeah. Uh, I do remember Connor Lamb. Oh, right, right. Okay, so the he's Democrat, running a uh, veteran who won uh, from who a took Republican over a, a, a Republican, right? Uh, yeah. But the district he won um, it doesn't even exist now because of uh, gerrymandering. Yes. Right, but because no, the Supreme Court here in 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 Pennsylvania threw out the congressional map drawn, the gerrymandered map. It's uh, one of the few. Yeah, it was wonderful, and 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 made them redraw, and so his district is now another different district, uh, which he should win, but he's. He's running against this this jerk, uh, Parnell, who, oh, God, who was said this on Fox News. I'm going to get the quote, so I'm not misquoting. Why can't I do it? 
Uh, oh, here it is. Um, ugh, he says, come on, find me a quotation marker. <laughs> here it is, here it is, here it is. The idea that a woman doesn't need a man to be successful. The idea that a woman doesn't need a man to have a baby. The idea that a woman can live a happy and fulfilling life without a man. I think it's all nonsense. What? And here's another okay, thing. Well, here's an, okay. Here's an, okay, okay. Fine. Well, I, I stand as obvious. I, I reject Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, uh, duh. Duh. Okay, so, and here's another one. From an evolutionary standpoint, it used to be women were attracted to your strength because you could defend them from dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the incredible, you know, the incredible minds is what is just so breathtaking. Here. This yes, is who the ahead. Republicans run. A guy who thinks that cavemen defended their women from dinosaurs. In fact, those poor dinosaurs were attacked <laughs> by mega crocodiles. Oh, God almighty. Oh. Just out there. And one more. I feel like the whole happy wife, happy life has done nothing but raise one generation of women tyrants after the next. That's who's running against Connor Lamb, ladies and gentlemen. Women tyrants? Yes, women tyrants, Susan. Don't pretend you don't know. Women. See, I, now I got to put my gloves on again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend they're Sean Parnell. You should, uh, yeah. I have rotating wigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait, Chuck, I never even got to your thing. Uh, so now we're being treated to political adverse Mr. Sean Parnell and Heather Heidelbaugh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Susan. That's the awful woman who made me quit that TV show I was on. Um, oh, I remember her. So she's now running for st- uh, for the attorney general position of Pennsylvania. Lots of luck, Heather. Lots of luck. Boy, how did Josh Shapiro luck out and get her to run against him? <laughs> Oh, just to show that women are not necessarily for any woman. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Oh, my God. She's the one who. Oh, my God. It's like I couldn't even watch that movie about uh, Phyllis Schlafly. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, who? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Heather used to like when to refute something I'd say, she'd always start with, I'm really ashamed for you. Oh, can you believe it? She would say that. And she lectured me once on anti-Semitism. She lectured me on, oh my God, what an awful human being. Oh God. (laughs) She lectured you on anti-Semitism? Yes, she did once. I was, you know, there were times when I was just left with my mouth hanging open. And 
that show was on Friday nights at six, seven thirty, seven thirty to eight. And that was the last show I did. Oh, that one where she totally went. I, I, I just walked off and said, that's it. I'm done. I was so enraged that the guy who was also on the show, who's a city councilman, city council president, actually, um, who is a recovering alcoholic, uh, put his arm around me and said, come on, you need a drink. (laughs) (laughs) He he took me to a bar in, in Shadyside and I, 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 I said, geez, you don't have to come on. This is silly. But, man, I, he ordered me a drink. God bless him. Okay. So, yeah, Henry, there are a few things more infuriating. Let me just make this a rule, you know, new rule. Christian explaining anti-Semitism to Jews is never a good thing. <laughs> well, it's like the same thing with, uh, yeah, trying to yeah, explain like racism white people to a black explaining, person. Explaining why, why something isn't offensive to a black person who's <laughs> offended <laughs> doesn't work. No, it just doesn't work. Okay, so Henry says, your whammo story reminded me of this. I remember August 29th. Boy, all these August dates, guys, for two reasons. Wait, August 29th, 2008. First, it was the 25th anniversary of marrying my wife. Well, I guess you would answer. You would remember that. But secondly, that day, Sarah Palin of Alaska was chosen by John McCain as his running mate. Also, that same day was your last day at WPTT. That is right. That is right. I mean, I don't remember the date, but that's another station that, to shut me up, actually changed formats. (laughs) They didn't sell to the Catholic Church, but uh, this station uh, decided it would – where did it go? It just went all, um, it just cheaped out and did syndicated programming. A lot of right-wingers. Yeah. But that they let me go, leading in. We had the biggest ratings ever. It was a presidential race. And I not only had the biggest audience I ever had, but that was when I was on uh, C-SPAN. They did my show all three hours, and we got, I still, right now on this computer I'm looking at, have over 8,000 emails I still haven't looked at from that one show. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Really incredible. Okay, wait, you know what? Um, it was, I mean, just un the. You want to read them some sometimes. Well, you know, I was just thinking. Let me go. I'll I'll, I'll just Jerry pick. Let's let's see because I oh, mail. Okay, Jerry pick. <laughs> Does that didn't make any cherry pick? Oh, cherry pick. Okay. No, I think I did say Jerry pick though. You did. You did. You were somewhere in between gerrymandering and picking at random. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Okay, here they start. It's 10 29 2004, not 2008. Hello? 
says 2004. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's some, here's one. If Clinton had stated this, what? We are looking at, okay, it's just general ranting. I love your show. How often are you on C-SPAN? Ha! Once. Once. <laughs> one brief shining moment. That was a good one. She did a great rant on that show. I did. I was hot that day. Watched you for the first time. You're awesome. Finally, a strong voice for we Democrats. I believe you could take both Limbaugh and kick him to the curb. Oh. That's from someone Don't in read Chicago. This is just going to depress you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but there's just, my God, there's so many. I, I, there were a few nasty ones. Of course. Um, uh, I'm hoping to get it. Let me see. Is there one that just looks clearly nasty? No. No. I, it, it was overwhelmingly, uh, it was just ludicrous. But it's 2004. Okay. Um, I'm from Colorado, a battleground state. I never listen to talk shows. I've watched on occasion. Uh, Sean Hannity, blah, 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 blah. Well, I could see your weariness as you pause during your break. Uh, uh, Bill Cook. I feel bad that I didn't respond to these people, you know, because I always like to respond. But there's no way you can respond to that many people. Oh, man. God, some of these are so long, it's unbelievable. Okay, this guy wrote me a wrote me a book. Bill Cook did? No, uh, Limes Gruden. Uh, oh, and he ends it with, "I could say more, but I've already thrown up once while writing this." Um. Oh, listen, to I, I first wanted to say thank you for what you are trying to do, but what you are doing is not completely without fault. It is a daunting task, and I wanted very much to read two poems juxtaposing Nazi Germany and the future of America to your audience. Since your lines were busy, I am attempting to shed light on it. So he's going to where we're heading into fascism. Yep. Isn't that interesting? Oh, and that's just with Bush. Well, maybe you, maybe out of the blue, you should answer some of these now. Well, they might be dead. Well, that would be creepy. Well, but they—that's <laughs> hey, a long I get, time I get ago. mail. I still get more mail for Eric for, than I for get your... for me, and frankly, it irritates me. But you know. Oh, mostly, you know, mostly wait a when they ask for his signature. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Father Joseph, thank you. I forgot. Yesterday, Trump tweeted out on, on the plane back from Wisconsin. He tweeted out, I'm going to make a big announcement. I'm going to pardon someone tomorrow. And big announcement. And it won't be. Oh, and. I, I think he said, and it won't be Snowden. 
get this. He pardoned Susan B. Anthony. Okay, now I'm going to throw up. (laughs) What? What did she do? I don't know. What'd she do? She was arrested for voting illegally in 1872. Oh, it's more of a voter fraud issue, and of course it was a girl that did it. And he's saying, I was so surprised that no one ever pardoned her. What took so long? Well, we needed a feminist president like you, Mr. Trump. Oh, I'm a suburban housewife. I just changed my mind. Ooh, ooh, me, me. Isn't that something? Suburban housewife? Who even talks about suburban housewives? Housewives. You tell me. For God's sake. I got to tell you, I honestly know more house husbands than I know housewives at this point. Uh, you know, if I look if I look among my children's friends. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the, I know I I know three men that stay home to raise the children and one mm-hmm. woman. And otherwise everybody is just, you know, muddling along. But so I mean it's not only it's it in in my anecdotal experience, it's it's not only a mis misnomer, it's exactly wrong. God almighty. Okay, so a lot of you are sending me this. Thank you. Thank you all, Barbara Milton, Father Joseph. Uh, oh, dear. And remember that remember that disgusting little high school student who that in Native American guy was, uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he got, he sued because. And he got uh, money his for His insolent it. expression was mischaracterized. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, he will be speaking at the Republican National. Oh, yeah, right after the McCluskey's. This, is, this lineup gets better all the time. Hey, if you can't top this kid for hatefulness, we have the McCluskey's. If- Hello? Susan? She disappeared. She disappeared. I'm back. What happened? I think my cheek clicked the phone and clicked <laughs> over to another line. You were okay. I was animated. <laughs> oh my God, and look what time it is. I had no idea. Did we animate our way right out of here? Uh, I, I, oh, well, we're overdue. I got to get on my boxing duds. Oh, dear. Well, pretend it's that horrible Sean Parnell, the one who, oh, well, it doesn't matter. There's so many possible guys you'd want to punch their lights out. Geez, I didn't even get around to Trump saying that he, he wants to meet personally with Vladimir Putin before the election. Of course he does. He needs to get his marching orders. Jesus Christ. Okay. Sorry, Father. Okay. All right. <laughs> Old Father Joe. Yeah, watch really, it, Lynn. I know. He's really cramped my uh, – I know. I but know, I haven't. I still – I can't help it, but I'm sorry. I said, She's just praying, Father. No, okay. I'm not. Um, okay. So, Sue, so, thank you very much. Yeah. Go, go punch him. Okay. I will. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.
by. And um, hey, you guys, I'm not finding the, you know, I'd like to end on my usual depressing <laughs> coronavirus update. But, uh, uh, oh, God. Here it is. Lord. All right. Steal thyself. Ooh, that one I like. It's the lowest number I've seen in weeks. Uh, 45 new cases in the last 24 hours. Uh, those range in age from 17 years to 91. Uh, and one new death, a person in their 70s. Yeah, like me. Okay, apparently no hospitalizations, no new hospitalizations. Well, that's the those are the best numbers I've seen in some time. But you know what happens once we start getting good numbers? Everybody says yeah, and then races off to uh, to spread some virus around. Open things up. Open things up. <laughs> oh God. So anyway, guys, thank you very much uh, for. Uh, being here. I appreciate it. And uh, I don't know. I'll be back tomorrow because, you know, I don't have anything else to do. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.